Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready, today we'll continue a part two study of the way of Cain. We'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter four, verses one through 10. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. The questions that, that Cain are, are getting is to speak to his heart. It's like God is trying to tell Cain, look, you, you have this condition, and here's the cure. It's to confess your sin. And he won't listen to the doctor. The second question that's there is, and why has your countenance fallen? Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? So he's gone from pride and arrogance to Cain wanting to do things his own way, and, and yet God is trying to show him mercy instead of justice, because God could have easily shown him justice. And dealt with it. In 2 Peter 3.9 it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. For some reason people think, well, I'm getting away with my sin. I'm going to keep doing it. God is just being slow. He's showing mercy. He can show justice. He's trying to get you to repent. In Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievance way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 would be a great prayer for you to pray tonight. Matter of fact, we'll close up with that prayer tonight. We need to be searched. We need those sins that, that, that we're not even recognizing to be revealed so we can confess them. We have to understand it's God that, that knows our internal struggles. He understands us. He's trying to, to, to help Cain. Then he says in verse, verse 7, If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Again, he gives him another question. We know that sin, as we look at it, we know that sin begins at birth because of Adam. He says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you you should rule over it. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 says, Therefore, just as one man's sin entered the world, and death death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. We were all born with this sin nature because of Adam. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Among whom... Also, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. 
Where does sin stem? It actually is in the heart. In Mark chapter 7, verses 20 and 23, Jesus said, What comes out of the man that defiles a man from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, and all these evil things come from within and defile a man. So if we look at this, we know that what, what, what Cain has done is covetous. Because he wants, he wants to do things his way. He's got pride. He's already blasphemed God by bringing an offering that was not right. And so you know, kind of know what's going on in Cain's heart. And, and, and what, what's really sad about this is God's trying to give Cain a path of grace and mercy. And he won't take it. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4-10, through 10, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead and our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made, uh, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And not that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest Anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He gives them the path. If you do, not, if you do well, will you not be accepted? He's like Cain. Just tell me the offering wasn't right. That's it. But you won't do that. He's like, you'll be accepted. But he says, if you, if you do not do well, right? Because he won't confess his sin. And, and it's sad because, you know, for us, we have the whole... Cain didn't have the whole story. We have the whole story. And you have the Holy Spirit. So there's no excuse for you. Like, you understand, like, when I'm, when I'm obedient to God, when I'm doing what God has called me to do, there's joy in that. There's blessings in that. There's grace. There's mercy. All of that's tied into confession of sin. All of that's tied into being obedient to God. And Cain won't do it. Everything that we've been called to do from the very beginning when Jesus started his ministry was to what? Repent. He says that right in Mark 1.15. He says, saying that the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent. Repent. And that second path that he has there, it says, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and it's desire for you, but you shall rule over it. He's trying to tell him, look, Cain, there's two paths here. And that's, it. that's with us as well. There's two paths. There's the wide road and the narrow road. And, and what happens for whatever reason, Christians get off the narrow road and start trying to make their way to the wide road. And yet God will pull them back. One of the things we have to understand is what happens with Cain as he stiffens his neck. Israel does this time and time again. And sometimes so do we. God has shown you something that needs to go and you will not let it go. You will not confess it. And it's affecting all these other areas in your life. It is no different than me taking a five-gallon thing of water and dropping one drop of cyanide in it. And it will destroy your body. If you drink it, 
that big thing of water and one drop of cyanide, that's sin. It destroys you from within. And God is trying to tell them, you gotta, you got to rule over it. you got to rule over it. And he tells them, his, his desire is contrary to you. And, and the other thing that you see is that he says, if you do well, he's like, you should be doing well. Go back to what you were doing. Go back and redo the offering. What did your brother do? He brought me a lamb. He slaughtered a lamb. There was a blood sacrifice. Do what your brother did. He gives them the option, but Cain won't do it. And he tells them sin is crouching at the door, and I'm sure some of y'all have in y'all's translation like a lion ready to devour. And it will devour you. You know why? Because sin puts you in a... You know, anytime we watch, any of y'all watch those shows where it's the, the nature channel or whatever it is, and they have the animals, and it's always the slowest one that gets eaten or the weakest. Why? The lion knows which one to go after. And that's what sin is. Sin slows you down. And you start becoming lethargic in your spiritual life. And the devil goes, that's the one I'm going to get. I'm going to devour that one today. And that's what he does. He says, but you rule over it. Only way to be ruled is by the grace of God. It's God's way. Because sin will just simply defeat us, discourage us. Bring despair, bring destruction, and eventually bring death. In Psalm 119.11, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. One of the greatest things that you can do as a, as a believer is store the word of God in your heart. Hide it in your heart. Because when temptations come, it's the word of God that will keep you from sinning. It'll deal with the temptation. You'll never even enter into sin. Because you go, you know what, that's not from God. I'm not, we're not entertaining that today. But if you have nothing stored, what are you going to bring up? That's why we always talk about the Bible being a part of your life as part of the relationship is knowing God. And knowing God intimately. Wanting the presence of God in your life. But God, and even Jesus tells us that we have to radically deal with our sin. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, it says, If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And he's not talking about literal physical mutilation, but he's talking about spiritual mutilation. Like, if you're having problems with pornography, <laughs> you need to deal with that. starts with your eyes, and then it slowly devours you. It messes up your marriage, because you don't look at your wife the same way. It, it just destroys you. It's a radical approach of dealing with sin. Verse 8 says, Now Cain talked to Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, and Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. So we don't know what was talked about. But we do know this. We do know that Cain took Abel to a place of quiet that nobody else would hear. Right? And we know that, that in, in, if I was to look at this, I would consider this premeditated. Because he knew he was taking him to the field. He knew he was taking him away from his parents. Right? He's going out to a, a desolate place to go ahead and do what he needs to do with his brother. 
And he kills his brother. And what we see is that, that sin that happened in Genesis 3 is now becoming a virus that's affecting the kids. It's not only destroying the world at this point, but now it's affecting the kids. Because Cain is, Cain is struggling with it. He decided to give away rotten fruit. He wouldn't do a, a, a blood sacrifice, but he did one killing his brother. He didn't like the smell of blood or he didn't like whatever it was that it was causing him. I'm not going to do this, but he killed his brother. And this is the, the devil's playground. The seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman battling back and forth. Spiritual warfare that's happening and then you have the devil that's behind the fight. In John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, You are the father, the devil, your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The devil comes in and just pours gasoline on the fire. And that's when you go from anger to wrath to murder. That quick. And anybody who's been around, I mean, I've been around uncles where it just goes from where they're drinking and somebody says something and it's like, wait a minute. And then next thing you know, they're rolling around on the ground. And thank God there were no guns around because somebody would have shot somebody. And it's sad because Cain rose up and killed his brother Abel. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, it says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder his brother? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. It's called for what it is. His works were evil and his brothers were what? Righteous. Abel was brought the right offering. Abel was right before God and he's killed. But I want you to catch the mercy here from God. And then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? Again, another rhetorical question. God already knows that Abel's dead. God already knows what Cain did. And yet he gives him a rhetorical question because he's given him a chance again to confess his sin. God is still showing mercy after he murdered somebody. And Cain is still stubborn and he's going to be. He's stubborn. And, and, and his, his answer is there. Where is, your, your, where is Abel, your brother? And he says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? I mean, it's, it's sad because it's the arrogance that Cain had. I don't know. You go figure it out. You're talking to God. You're talking to the Lord. You're talking to, to uh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty that's being worshipped. And you're talking to God. And we can get that way sometimes. You get angry, you get frustrated, and you're like, I don't know why I'm going through that. Man, God, I don't have time for this. You hear something in Scripture, or you hear something on the radio, and it hits you, and you act all, I'm not dealing with that right now. Aren't you my child? I mean, he's, he's, he's showing mercy to all of us. None of us deserve heaven. None of us. I mean, he, he asked him a question to try to get him to confess it. And he still would have forgiven Cain. We know it very simply when sin abounds, grace abounds. 
And then he asks, and finally in verse 10, he says, and he said, what have you done? What have you done? Again, another question. He, he, again, mercy, 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 mercy. What have you done? All you have to do is tell me what you've done. Confess it. The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And that's, that's you know, when we look at that, that's because his brother lay dead. And it's, and again, it's, it's the sad part of saying this is someone who didn't want to do a blood sacrifice, but he sacrificed his brother for the devil, for the devil, because he's going to belong. When we get into the story of Cain and where Cain goes, it, it's sad because at the end of the day, it's, it's sin that, man, it, it just messes us up. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39, it says, do not... Do not think that I have come, and this is important because, the, you know, as we look at Cain and Abel and we see one offering that was no good and the other offering was righteous to God, this is what we're going to deal with as Christians. It says in Matthew 10, verses 34 through 39, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her, her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of this household, whoever loves this father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We're seeing the, the, the parallel of the seed of the serpent versus the seed of the woman. We're seeing the division that happens in our culture today, whether it's through political or social or gender or marriage. There's divide everywhere. And it's choices. The way of Cain or the way of Abel. Which, which direction are you going? And you have to understand that, that, that Cain is, is uh, enabled or, or happening in our society today. Because Cain refusing to offer right to God, he's refusing if somebody is of the way of Cain and they're refusing God, they're refusing the cross. They're refusing the gospel of grace and the mercy of God because they want things their way. I'm going to make my own way to God. There's a lot of people doing that right now. I'll just figure out my own way to God. I don't want to follow your God. Abel's way was I'm going to confess my sin. I'm going to bring an offering to God that's right. And if you're following the way of Abel, you believe in the cross, you believe in Christ, you believe He's the Son of God, you believe He was resurrected, you believe He paid your sin debt, all of those things. And sadly, what we're seeing in, in our world today is a lot of people that are on the fence or trying to figure things out. And what we have to do is we have to tell them there is a, there's a, a wide road. That's Cain's. And then there was a narrow path that Jesus provides. And it says it's hard to find. You have to look for it. Meaning that when God shows you in your heart that you're a sinner, you have to confess it. You have to ask Him to be your Lord and Savior. To be the Lord of your heart. He fills you with the Holy Spirit. He gives you what you need to walk this life and deal with sin when sin comes up. Because the Holy Spirit's there to help you. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Come now, let us reason together, say the Lord... 
Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. What are you doing with the sin that's crouching at your door of your heart right now? Is there a sin that's crouching at the door of your heart right now? We're either trusting God or we're going to be our figure out our own way. And it's going to eventually start coming out. You're going to start snapping at people. You're going to start, I mean, things, your sin comes out. And it affects, it doesn't just affect you, it affects everybody around you. In Psalm 51, verses 11 and 12, it says, Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of, of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Like, don't cast me away from your presence, Lord. When we think about that, it was Cain that wanted to be out of his presence. It's sad. We see people like that today. They just, uh, just don't want nothing to do with it. So, what do we do? So, we need to pray. As we close up this uh, portion of Scripture, the way of Cain, we see God's mercy. We see God give mercy time and time again to try to get Cain to confess. Cain didn't do it. We see the, the struggle of anger. And if we don't get control of our anger, if you're struggling with that, you need to confess that tonight because your anger is going to turn into wrath at some point. You need to be very careful with that. It can turn from wrath to murder very quickly. You know, you, you ever hear somebody say, I was blinded. I was blinded by anger. I've heard that before. And that person ends up in jail. I don't even know what happened. I got blinded by anger. I ended up beating the guy to death. That's the devil. But you know what? We have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus. We have the cross. And so I'm going to close out and I'm going to pray Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. Because Lord knows, even my, I, man, I read this scripture today and I was like, I need to pray that because I'm asking that for myself. We all need it. Do we want to stand there pridefully while God is giving you, hey, what about this? What about that? And you're just like, uh, I'm not confessing it. I'm not ready to let it go. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for today. We do pray as we look at Cain and Abel. It's such a parallel. Uh, we see so many things. We see the struggle that Israel will have as they, they, they do the same thing that Cain does. They don't want to confess their sins, but you, you show mercy. You show grace every time. And, and even with us, Lord, as you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, it tells us in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Lord, we're asking that for each one of us here, Lord, to search our hearts to, to, to you, God. You know our hearts. You know what's going on with our thoughts. And if you see there be any grievance way in me, lead me in the way of everlasting. Lead me in the way of everlasting, Lord. If I'm on a path where it's nothing but destruction, if I'm on a path of sin, if, I'm on, if there's something that's ongoing, Lord, let me confess that tonight. Let me get right with you. And Lord, if I pray if there's anybody that's, that's dealing with something like that, help them. They're your son. They're your daughter. Help them. Help them turn to you, Lord. Give them the power to overcome the sin. You've already done that through the Holy Spirit. But... Lord, let them confess and repent and turn back to you. And Lord, I'm asking, even as you search our hearts, I'm saying for those sins we don't even know about. 
the ones that are happening that we are going on and Lord reveal those to us. If there's something that we that we're saying the way that we're saying it, if there's our actions are wrong, something. If our countenance and our faces, we're upset, but it's showing in our faces, but it, it, it's not being said, but it's in our face. Let us confess that. Let us repent from that. Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much for everybody here tonight. I thank you for those watching online. And I pray, I ask, Lord, that you would just do a work, continue to do a work in this church and in our lives, in the marriages and the families. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this community. We ask, Lord, that you just continue to bless this community and, and, and be with those that, that don't know God, that they would come to know God. We thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it.